I kind of like that we're small and I, I don't have to restrain today. <laughs> Go to uh, Luke chapter 13. Let me show you something, what I was reading this week. Actually, I was reading it last week, but just kept reading it and it kept getting deeper. Uh, uh, it's the thought of repentance. Now, most people think repentance is like a... a it's like self-loathing or, or vague kind of a sense of guilt. That's what we think repentance is, to repent. It means, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry, and, and, and it's not, that's not repentance. Repentance is, it is a sorrowful piece to it. You are, you are discouraged a little bit because you may have failed God or, or whatever, uh, or just have a, having bad thoughts that he wants you to turn from. So when we look at the phrase repentance, it really means to actually change one's mind and it will result in one's actions. To repent from something means that I, I, I don't think like that anymore. Like I've had to repent from slapping people. That, that, that's a definite, I, had, I can't do that anymore because God has touched my life and my heart. And so what happens is to repent means I no longer, I'm not gonna think that way anymore. It doesn't mean, then it's gonna happen. It's gonna also make my actions follow that. I'm, I'm not, only, I'm not going to think that way, and, not, and, and, and so my actions won't, won't go that way anyway. So, so when we fail God and then we go to repent, a lot of us just go, Lord, I'm so sorry. Okay, he takes that, mm -hmm. right? He takes that piece because, yes, we are sorry. We're sorry that we're failing. But what he's looking for after you say you're sorry is the fact that, hey, you know what? I have to change. I have to turn from that. Yes. True repentance is not the self-loathing guilt. It's, it's not beating yourself up because you failed. I'm so bad. I'm such a horrible person. That's not repentance. Right. That, that's stupid because you already were horrible and God had to save you. Thank God for grace and mercy. None of us deserve heaven at all. None of us do. Amen. So my thing is repentance is saying that, Lord, you know what? I got to change my mind. If you feel that way, help me change my mind to feel like you feel. That's, that's repentance, right? Mm -hmm. So, so. This is, this is kind of deep. Stay with me. I'm going to take my time because it's snowing out. You guys got nowhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> now, there were some people present at the time who told Jesus that Pilate had killed people who were doing sacrifices, honestly. Mm -hmm. Pilate didn't like it, so Pilate had them killed. There were Christians who were doing sacrifices, and they were killed. So, so here it is. People bought Jesus some news, the news of today. I mean, it wasn't, it was, news wasn't spread like we spread it now. It was spread by word of mouth. So here it is. They bought Jesus this news and says, man, these Christians got killed. Did you hear that, Jesus? Come on, Auntie. Now, there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans who blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifice. So they were going to do sacrifices, and Pilate sent his soldiers to kill them while they were sacrificing. Christians. Come on, next verse. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? He said, do they you think this that way? these Galileans were worse because something bad happened? It's a natural response that when something bad happens, we kind of go, are you paying me back? I mean, am I, what am I doing wrong? Uh, uh, man, I know I messed up. But when something bad happens, your first reaction is always, and it's a natural one because I do the same thing. It's, or when you hear something bad happen, and you go, man, how can something happen like that to people who trust you, God? And, they, and, 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 and your first thought is, was there something wrong? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something, was something off? Did they, you hear about the stories about how people went into churches and shot people. You, you, my, your first reaction is probably like, how did that happen? You know, God, weren't you? Was there something wrong with them? Jesus is saying, uh, do you think these people were worse sinners because something bad happened? Everybody following me now? Right. Next verse, Nazi. I tell you no. He said no. Listen, when something bad happens, it doesn't mean that you're just so bad. When something doesn't go your way, it doesn't mean that God is punishing you or you're cursed. It, it, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you what really sucks. Life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. If you think about it, life can be so sucky. 
Am, you, you following me? Mm-hmm. Because you, you can be going on. I talked, somebody called me last night, and, and life is so fragile that you can get one phone call and it changes your whole life. That's true. They had one doctor's report has changed their whole family's life. Life is really fragile. You're only a one bit of information or one tragedy away from you're moseying on in life and you're doing okay and you're going to work and you're paying your bills and you, you know, you're cutting your grass and you're going shopping. And then all of a sudden, one thing comes and just flips your life off. Life is so fragile. Life really, sometimes it really sucks. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, it, and here's the sucky part. There's nothing you can do about it. And then your first reaction, think about, think about your body or something, something, something can break down on you out of nowhere. And you'd be like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then your mind goes to, was something wrong? See, here's an issue. This is where Jesus is going with this. He's saying that the normal reaction is to go something was wrong. But he's saying, no, there, he said it. I tell you, no, there's nothing wrong. It's just, it's just that's how life goes. Mm-hmm. Right? We, don't, we don't know how life goes. Remember, it's this one story where they saw someone who was blind, and they said, who sinned? Was it his mother? Was it his father? See, that's our natural response to go, what happened? There's something that happened. Jesus says, no, it's, it's just life. Mm-hmm. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. That seems like that don't fit there. Okay, he said that this is bad news that these people got killed. And Jesus goes, no, they're no worse than you or anybody else. It just happened. I, I, don't, I can't go into details why. What he's saying is that we usually think, we really believe that God owes us mm-hmm. a great life. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm. And trust me, we want to believe that so bad. And churches teach that too. Uh huh. Yes, they do. That he gives you this perfect come to Jesus and you have this perfect life. I'm saying come to Jesus and you have a perfect life. But you're going to have all kinds of trouble, I'm telling you right now. So it's like he says, I tell you, they're not worse, but you have to repent or you will perish. See, these bad things aren't, they don't happen to make you, to make you sad or scared or. They don't even happen to get you to get a conclusion on why it happened because you'll never figure it out. Mm-hmm. It, it, why, why are some people dying and some people living? Mm-hmm. People, same people get sick on the same day. One dies, one lives. I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it. I don't understand it. But we can't go to, well, this person, God, were you not looking out for them? And you were looking out for them? Were they doing something wrong and this person did everything right? He says, you got to repent because these things happen to make you realize you need to change the way you think because your life can end in a blink. Amen. He says, don't look at that and compare yourself to them and wonder what they did wrong and what you're doing right because you're still alive. He says, no, you need to repent. You need to change your mind about these things because here's the thing, you, that could have been you. You could easily pull out of here and get ran into by us. I mean, life is just so fragile and, then, and everybody else would go, what happened? Were they, were they not a good Christian? Jesus said it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's this thing called life that no one will be able to explain. Right. He said we need bad things happen in our, in, in, that we hear about to make us repent. See, You don't get this stuff in church. That's why I'll never have thousands of people. Never. Unless somebody tries to hire me. And and then I'll probably dwindle that down too. (laughs) Because I refuse to, to, see, this is the stuff that we don't want to hear. See, because we think that church is to be, tell me everything I want to hear that makes me feel better. I'm not trying to make you feel better. I'm trying to help you know. Amen. Amen. And so here, here's the thing you've got to realize. Repentance is a continuous thing. It's not a repentance saying, Lord, I repent, come into my life and save my life and be my savior. It doesn't stop there. It's a continuous. Let me tell you something. You should probably repent every day. Amen. Amen. He, he's saying, listen, 
if you, when you hear about why did that happen to these people, why did that happen to those Christians, why did that happen to them, it is not to judge or say they did something wrong. It's to make you say, I, I repent, Lord, because I, nothing's guaranteed to me. Nothing. Right. You don't guarantee us no perfect life. And if tomorrow I did die, at least if I, I'm, re, I'm in a repentant state, so I'm going to stand before you in heaven and I should be good. See, these bad things happen not so we can say, what did they do wrong? What am I doing right? It's for us to say, Lord, I repent. Yes, yes. Next verse. For those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? And it says, let Jesus says, you heard that story. This, is, this really happened. It's the story about this, this tower that fell on those people in Siloam. It just fell and killed 18 people, 18 Christians. He says, man, do you think that they were more guilty than the others who were living there? The ones that fell, that it fell on and they died. And, and trust me, there was some that it fell and it didn't kill them. They got away. Were they worse? He's saying, were they guilty? Were they more guilty? Because your natural response is going to be, well, you died. That's must, you must have been doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I, oh, I'm, I'm, I must have been doing something right. And no. He's saying, listen, you've got to repent because you could have easily been one of the 18. I can't explain life. This is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is really saying that. He's saying, listen, all this life is happening and there's nothing I can do about it, even though I'm the son of God. I always think about the disciples. You know what a lot of their punishment was for following Jesus? Death. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. And I'm thinking, man, that was kind of cruel. They follow you. They believe you. That's how they end up. See, in order, in order to repent, you have to debunk something in your mind. You have, to, you have to change something in your mind. This is what you have to change. God owes us a good life. That this to truly repent, this is what you have to say. A tower should have fell on me. Hmm. See, repentance makes you, it, it's, not, it's not a self-loathing. It's, it's not a guilt thing that you put on yourself. What it is, it's a realization. It's saying, Lord, I repent because you know, there's nowhere in here, in the, this ain't a Bible, but you know, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you owe me. Right, right, right. You don't owe me anything. Man fell. Man messed up. You know how people say, man, I, I can't serve a guy who allows so much trouble in the world? You ever hear that? Mm -hmm. What God allows? See, they're under this misconception that God owes us this good life. And he's not doing his thing when life goes bad. What I'm here to say, listen, it's not about that God allows. It's about his, he's so merciful and he's so good. You realize that there should be a lot more worse things happening in the world than it is. Yeah. It's not why does he allow so many bad things. It's like, why is he not allowing all the bad things we deserve? Yes, yes. I'm going to make you happy. <laughs> It's a great day. <laughs> Wintry, you know. <laughs> it, 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 we, when next time somebody uses that, because people tell you that, oh, no, I don't believe in a God that allows so much pain in the earth. You mean that you got it wrong. You're saying you need to be thankful that God only allows that much pain. Mm -hmm. Because you, you're under this misconception. You're under, you see you're misguided, so you need to repent. Because you really believe he owes you. God don't owe you. It's all grace and it's all mercy that every morning you wake up. Yes. Because there's thousands of people apparently who aren't waking up. And, and, and their parent and, their, and, their, and their, their families are suffering. See, it's under this misconception, misguided, that we believe that God just, yeah, you owe me this great life. I was born to have a great life. Really? I was thinking the other day, as I'm pulling out my garage and I hit a button in the door goes down and I'm complaining you know because my water bill is too high and 
I'm all, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to eat. Oh, that's so stressful, trying to figure out what to eat. <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking, man, Lord, we really live great lives. We really, we really yes, do. We, we really do. And then we find pain. We look for the pain, and, and we, we ignore all the blessings of your life. We get, we get so caught up in the world. Some people, people are so distracted about the world right now. It distracts so many people. You just focusing on the world just keeps your mind off of God. Just keeps you clouded with things. Keep, news keeps you clouded. Election keeps you clouded. All these things keep you clouded. COVID keeps you clouded. Every family keeps you clouded. All that drama keeps you clouded. Work keeps you clouded. We're so clouded. We need to repent. Yes. <laughs> Next verse. I tell you no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. He says, no, they weren't worse because the tower fell on them. Because you heard that the tower fell on them, you should realize that the tower should really fall on you too. Mm -hmm. So you need to repent because tomorrow that may be you. That's right. You need to change the way you think because that could have been you. Yes. You need to turn away from things because that could have been you. You need to turn to God, because that could have been you. You need to stop being so dependent on these earthly systems that are failing all around us. Yes, yes. I saw a store owner the other day on television they were interviewing, and I felt so bad for him. He's like, man, I'm just trying to help the community, and they got restaurant owners going, oh, this thing is going to kill us. And I'm thinking, Lord, this is really bad. This is really bad. People don't know how they're going to make it tomorrow. I'm like, Lord, but here's the thing. I don't know how I'm going to make it tomorrow. But So that means I have to just trust you. That, that's all I got. Amen. Amen. I, we got to repent. Some people may think, well, yeah, bad things makes us repent. No. The good things should make us repent, too. Amen. I'll prove that in a minute. Next verse. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, yeah. and he went to look for fruit on it, but he did not find any. And then Jesus went botanical on us. Remember we talked about that a couple <laughs> of weeks ago? See, Jesus was always talking about growing stuff, planting stuff, reaping stuff. See, see, he's trying to get us to see the botanical growth is the most important thing. Yes. It's not mechanical. It's not what we can see. It's not what you say that matters. It's what's growing inside of you that matters. That's right. Amen. He, he, see, he goes botanical on us. He goes, see, this growth that starts really small. You can't even really know. You don't even really know you're growing. He goes, there, here it is, a parable. A man had a fig tree growing in, growing in the vineyard. He went to look for fruit, but there wasn't any. And you know what? Whenever a fruit tree owner, dude, <laughs> what they call it? He just called it a man. <laughs> a fruit tree owner dude goes to get fruit and it ain't there, he's upset. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Next verse. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard. So he went to the boss who was running the vineyard and said what? For three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on yeah. this fig tree and yeah. haven't found any. Cut it down. Cut I'm it. not going to keep using the soil up on this worthless tree. He's saying, listen, for three, I've given it three years. I've mm. come back three years, no fruit. I've had enough. Cut it down. I'm done with it. I'll, I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use that soil to use to do nothing with it. I'm cutting it down. Cut it down. Mm -hmm. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Next verse. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize so it. The, so the man who's tending the garden says, listen, hold on. I know, I know you're upset. Give me a second. Give me one more year. One more, just one more year. Let me dig around it, fertilize it, and, 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 and let, me, let me work at it one more year. One more year. I'm going somewhere with yes. it. Yes. Come on, Auntie. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If, if not, it then cut it down. Then we'll cut that sucker down. Who is the vineyard owner dude? That's God. Yes. Who is the tree? 
That's us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is the fruit? That's the response of God in our lives. Who is the tender of the garter? That's Jesus. So if we look at that, Jesus is going, I am saying, God is saying, I've come three years, nothing. Nothing. Let me tell you something. God has a record of all of us. This is going to hurt. I'm like a doctor with a big needle. This is going to (laughs) hurt. But you'll feel better. (laughs) I remember when I went to get checked, and the doctor's putting on her gloves. What are you getting ready to do? (laughs) You're going to feel pressure. Pressure? (laughs) Drop them. (laughs) This is for your good. (laughs) All right, all right. guys are silly. Stop being silly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's bad, Sam. It's bad. And then you got to turn around and then you got to, you got to kind of hold on to something. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. We need to get back to the work. (laughs) It's it's demoralizing. I mean, it's bad. And then it's greasy because she puts all that crap on it. I'm like, man, can I, can, I can't put my, never, never, never. All right, all right, now listen. So we got three years of no fruit. No fruit. My biggest fear is not standing in front of the Lord giving account for my sin. Because Jesus died for my sin. Yes. No, I'm going to give an account for what did I do with the life he gave me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest fear. And, then, and, then, and one question I know I'm going to get is who knows me because you know me. Okay. And so it's like, not only that, how fruitful were you? Hmm. It doesn't mean you do everything right. It doesn't mean you go without sin. It, it just means how fruitful were you? How, as Jesus dug around you and he watered you and he did all these things and he used the word and all that to help you and he fertilized you and all that, did you produce? See, how he's came three years. I'm sure that the gardener was tending this thing the whole time trying to get fruit out of it. Couldn't get any fruit. You know what? The church is so like that today. Hmm. We do life all week. Mm-hmm. We wake up Monday getting on the life train. Wake up Tuesday chugging along on the life train. train. We wake up Wednesday, hump day, we're on the top, but we're still on the train. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Listen, church. some churches keep people in church all the time. Mm-hmm. Auntie, yes, well, we're in church all the time. Listen, all let me tell you what church was back in the day. We used to do Wednesday night Bible study, right, Auntie? Mm-hmm. Then we would do Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And Miami Vice used to come on. I didn't like Friday nights. I wanted to go watch Miami Vice, but I felt like I was sin. And there was no DVRs back then. Mm-hmm. I'm missing Miami Vice. <laughs> and then Sunday, oh, Auntie, mm-hmm. we were, Courtney, Courtney was born. We were in church all day. All day to the night. We would go at noon. Then we were playing music. So we would have morning service. Then somebody would have afternoon service. We'd go there. Mm-hmm. Play, the, play music and stuff there. Go through a whole nother church. Then we would come back to church. For the hour power. Do the hour power. <laughs> all day. And you know who did it? Everybody. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody did it. I look at church now. Some people today have have issues that they can't be here. But you know what a lot of people did? They looked out and went, oh, the weather's bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I am a little tired. <laughs> but you know what they're going to do tomorrow? Life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? My clock's ticking away. I don't even care. You know what's funny? 
soon as tragedy happens, what happens? They go, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I told somebody the other day, what makes you think God would do anything for you? And they were like, well, I don't believe you can say, you can say that. What, tell you the truth? Why do you think God would do anything for you? Do you, do you know that the way we handle things, God, you know why we handle them? Because God feels that way. Mm-hmm. So if you sow nothing to him, nothing, you, 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 if you sow to the flesh, you're only going to reap to the flesh. You can't sow to the flesh and expect spirit. Right, right, see, right. See, this is why I've led a lot of people to the Lord. Because you know how you do it? You have to make them realize. You can't tell them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of you have been trying to get your coworkers, trying to get your friends, trying to get your sister, trying to get your husband. Try, and, and my thing is, here's the thing you're probably doing wrong. You're telling them. Mm-hmm. No, you have to make them see it. Yes. And this is what you got to make them see. You're a sinner. And life is fragile. Yes, it is. And if you died today, you'd probably end up in hell. And you might say, that's a little direct. (laughs) So you have to get people to realize, this is what happened to me. I realized I was a sinner. Because growing up, all I thought was, if I'm not too bad, well, I got a shot. I can't be... You know, God ain't going to kill me if I'm not too bad. I mean, I'm not going to go to hell. I don't... God ain't killed anybody. That's what, we, that's what people think. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then people go, out, oh, well, you know, church, oh, church, when I was younger, it really messed me up. And I don't, I just don't do the church thing. Okay, you do life all week. You're sowing to the flesh constantly. You can't reap the spirit of it. All you're doing is sowing to the flesh. So let me tell you something. When the time comes when you need spirit because nothing else is going to work, your education is not working, your health insurance is not working, your job's not working. None of that's working. Now you want God to move. What makes you think God would do anything for you? Hmm. Oh, I know why. Because you're one of them people who think God owes me a good life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, listen, if it, if it doesn't, if in three years, just go ahead and cut it down. If I don't get, well, give me one more year, one more, if it doesn't. See, this, this is also telling us something. There is, a, me and Kimberly, Eleanor, oh, it was always shelf life. What's the shelf life on it? It still is. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, we got to get it out of here by tomorrow. Oh, I mean, I'm going to have to run it. It ain't going to go tomorrow. See, we got this shelf life, meaning it's no good after this day. Mm-hmm. Do you know it's a shelf life on your grace? Yes. It's a yes. shelf life. See, Jesus is saying here that, listen, if you eventually, you three years, so this, you're giving us four years to bear fruit. But after that, I got, there's a limit on it. If it don't, he left it there. He didn't expound on it. If, if, if we don't have fruit, I'm going to do everything I can to cultivate it for one more year. Amen. And if it doesn't bear fruit, I've been, I've been working hard trying to do what? Get you guys to see something. See what? You guys are fine. You guys have grown in the Lord. Your understanding is, is, is amazing. You've improved amazingly. I've seen God function in your world. I've seen them change your life. I've seen them save your marriages. I've seen them heal your bodies. I've seen them bless your children. I've seen them bless you financially. I've seen them keep you. I've seen God working in your life, but here's the problem. We're not increasing at all. Well, I got a few. Meaning, I'm going to stand before, that stupid dream I had. Who are all those people? Those are all the people you did not reach. All those people. Yeah, you're responsible. Then I go to shake it off. It's a bad dream. Had pizza. <laughs> I love pizza, but pizza just don't love me no more. <laughs> Courtney and Julie, and they eat bad, and they always want. <laughs> and she always gets the double cheese, double pepperoni, and it's, and 
it always smells so good. And they're like, Dad, you don't want none. <laughs> I can't eat it. <laughs> Satan. And you know I can't eat that. <laughs> and, and it's like, man, and it smells so good. And, and then they pick it up, and we ride home. I'm smelling it. And I'm like, I can't eat pizza anymore. I, 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 can't, I can't eat it. I drifted. I was talking about my dream. And, and, and it's like, okay, who, all those people are the people that I didn't reach. Yeah, you, you want to stand before me and give an account for that? Mm. So you guys are fine. I'm trying to get you to see something. You have to repent. From what? From thinking this is just all about you. It's about your friends. It's about your family. It's about your neighbors. It's about your, it's, a, it's not just about you. It's about your coworkers. How can you be locked in a situation where you work around somebody all those hours in a week and they don't know God because you know God? There's either a few things happening. You either don't have the urgency because you're so concerned about you, or you may be living a double life. Maybe don't see God in you, or or maybe you don't know. Well, I can't say you don't know because I've been teaching my butt off. I'm I'm like Jesus, digging and cultivating and putting manure, everything I can to get, you know, so so the question would be, which, what, why, why aren't we seeing, when the, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, it's like a mustard seed that grows. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm working hard to keep adding to my list of people who, who knows God because I know God because I'm going to see God and he's going to go, dude. And my response can't be, well, I stayed a Christian until you came back until, until I died. Well, you know, I helped my kids. I was a, tried to be a good father and I tried to do this. That's, that's all great. But what did you do for the kingdom? Well, one more year. So that means there is a shelf life. That means that there will be a time where grace and mercy runs out. Mm -hmm. Because we realize something. He doesn't owe us anything. William Ernest Henley wrote this poem, and I had, to, I had to put it down. It just blew my mind. The end of it, it, it shows you the state of, of people, especially Americans. It says, at the end, he says, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll is. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. That is so wrong. <laughs> no, he's talking about he's talking about judgment. He's saying that no, it doesn't. Remember, the Bible says that it's only one gate. Mm-hmm. It's a straight gate. It's narrow. Mm-hmm. He says there is a scroll that will be un, it will be unraveled. You know what that scroll will be on it? Your life. Mm-hmm. And he says that I'm the master of my fate. No, you're not. Life is so fragile. Mm-hmm. Not, we're we're one phone call away from your whole life being different. And he says, I am the captain of my soul. Really? You didn't even create it. Mm. Your soul is going back to who created it. Yes, it is. Blew my mind. And I went, man, that's the state of most people. No, I know. Because they do life really well. We do God kind of shaky. Our bosses have more, more control of our lives sometimes than God does. Our boss says, no, you're going to do this tomorrow. You go, and then you do it. Mm-hmm. God says, no, this is what I want. And then we go, well, okay, but maybe, can, can I do it next week? <laughs> go to Romans chapter 2. Let me show you something. Romans 2 verse 4. Now, we talked about how bad things leads us to repentance. Paul wrote about how good things can lead you to repentance, and I'm going to explain it. Go. 
Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness? Do you show contempt or ignore or, or throw away the riches of his kindness? Come on. Forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? It's just God has been kind to you. He has been very patient, wait on you, waiting on you to repent or to change. But you think nothing of his kindness. Maybe you don't understand that God is kind to you so you can decide to change your life. When things go good for you, know what we normally say? It's about time. Hmm. When something goes right, we go, whew, finally. We've been waiting on this for how long? And a lot of times we go, we tell them this to God sometimes. It's about time. And I've been doing this and I've been doing that and I've been trusting you. And, 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 and as if God, you know, yeah, he has promises. But my thing is, uh, we can die tomorrow. He, he said that too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, if, if, if he, he's saying here God has been so patient. He's been doing uh, the bad things can make you repent, but God also know I'm going to use the good things to make you repent. You know what happens when good things happen to you? You know how you should repent? You should say this. Lord, I don't, I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. I pulled out my house and went, how, what did I do to really deserve this life that I live? I'm not rich. I'm not famous. You know, It didn't kind of go my way. I kind of wanted to do the baseball thing. Didn't want to do this. But man, I thank Lord. I'm so thankful. My, my life definitely has it has taken turns and twists, and I didn't picture my life like this five years ago. Mm -hmm. But it's like, uh, Lord, you know what? You are such a blessing to me. You just keep your hand upon me. You just, yes. I just keep paying my stuff. I just keep living this life. And see, Lord, I repent. Yeah. I, re I Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm not just sorry, I'm going to change my frame of thinking. Because a lot of us think that, you know what, luck has sufficed us, or I worked hard and made it, or I got myself educated and got a great job. And I'm saying, no. Nope. That's earthly, worldly thing. That's you being the captain of your faith. Ah, mm. uh, I see why you think that. See, when you're talking to people, you got to get them to see how stupid they are. <laughs> That coworker who you just you love her, but you want to slap her. That friend that always calling you and you trying to help them out that can't see it. You know, mm -hmm. your husband or your your, your 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 kid, your son, your daughter. You're trying to tell them and they just don't. So you gotta give them see they're stupid. You're you're really stupid. You're really ignorant when it comes to this. You're the captain of your fate. Is that what you're saying? That you lucked up and made it. And let me tell you something else. I'm a, this is going to really freak you out. Do you know that Satan can bless you? Yes, he can. Remember he told Jesus, I'll give you all of this. Yeah. You just bow to me. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you look at your neighbor and go, man, don't nothing ever happen to them. Everything happens to me. <laughs> just mm -hmm. got a brand new car. Just got new windows. Just got back from vacation. Your, your, your co-worker, oh, girl, we getting ready to go. Oh, she's got a great life. Don't care nothing about God, but got a great life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let me tell you something. A lot of people are lost, and Satan keeps them lost yeah. by not affecting them at all. Yeah. I keep them lost. A lot of times, tragedy comes, and it's God trying to break that cycle of, Everything's going good, so why do I need God? Mm. Told you that's pretty deep. Pretty yeah. deep. That's why the Bible says, don't envy your neighbor who looks like everything's going good. Don't envy them. Have pity on them. Because it doesn't matter what life they live here, because when they, this life here is but a puff of smoke, it's a vapor. I mean, I just thought about it. I was thinking about it a while back. Okay, I'm 57. I ain't going to live another 50 years. I ain't going to see another 50 summers. I'm counting my summers. How many more summers I got? <laughs> they guarantee. The, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. You made it, huh? You, you're lucky. Oh, you got a great job, and oh, we, we got great money in the car. We got savings all saved. We're ready for retirement. Really? Okay, I hope it works. 
because you're only a phone call away from, and you know what? You look so blessed, but you don't know God. You are not blessed. That's right. You're That's not. Right. You just see, see we got to make people see their ignorance. So you can be fruitful, we got to repent. Mm-hmm. So when great things happen to me, I, I repent. I say, Lord, I'm sorry. You're such you're so good to me. You're such a good guy. I need to, I need to know what, Lord, I, I, I know you're giving me talents and you're giving me gifts, but, Lord, it don't matter. Nothing comes. All, all things come from you. Mm-hmm. See, it makes you repent. Bad things make you repent. Bad things make you go, Lord, that, that could easily be me. I, I, Lord, I, I changed the way I'm thinking. I'm, Lord, I don't think you owe me anything, but then good things you go, Lord, I changed the way I'm thinking. You don't owe me anything. It's the same repentant state. When you truly, and when you truly repent, man, you, 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 you're not as angry, Amen. you're not as sad, mm-hmm. you're not as guilty. Mm-hmm. But when you truly repent, repent, you're not as conceited, mm-hmm. you're not as self-centered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, when things go bad, you go, I repent. When things go good, you go, I repent. Amen. And know what's funny? I guarantee you, we can get the recordings of everybody who's teaching the Bible around here. They're not teaching that. Mm-hmm. What are you saying, Kenan? Are you the best? No. I'm just the most afraid. Amen. Afraid of what? Standing for the Lord and giving account of what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go to Matthew chapter 4 really quick. Matthew 4, verse 8. Oh, remember we were talking about this story a second ago. Mm-hmm. Jesus now is being tempted. All right? Jesus, this is after he, after he fasted, and after he, after he uh, was, the Holy Spirit fell down upon him at, at his baptism. He was driven into the wilderness to be tempted. And again, the devil took him to a high mountain, auntie, and did what? And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their See splendor. all of that? See all of that go. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. I'll give all this to you. You know why this is a temptation? It's because that's what Jesus wanted. He wanted the whole world for God. Mm-hmm. He, Jesus' only goal was to come to do what? Save the world. Mm-hmm. So here's Jesus. Satan takes him up to a high place. He goes, look at all that. See, when man fell... Now I'm in control of all this. No, the earth is the Lord and, and it's fullness thereof. Yes, but the systems and governments of this world are controlled satanically. Amen. Argue with me now. Look what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's so satanically controlled. And, and so Satan goes, listen, you don't have to do the cross thing. I'll just give it to you. But you have to serve me. It's not a temptation if Satan couldn't do it. Right, right. It's not, a, it's not a temptation if Jesus didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Next verse. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Now, you got to remember, this is the last, con- see, they've had this track of conversations. I'll give you this. Jesus said, no, I, how about you turn that into bread? Nope, I don't do that. Bread. To jump off this cliff, his angels look out for you. Nope, I'm not tempting God. See, see what happens, Jesus is having a conversation, then finally he goes, you know what, this is over. He says, you know what, get away from me. We're done here. I can't keep talking to you. Mm-hmm. See, when temptation comes your way, and, and, and temptation comes my way all the time, you know what my biggest temptation is? Is to quit. Not quit walking with God, quit this. Or do it somewhere else. And it's like, man, so when these conversations come, they come. Satan don't stop when you smack him the first time. He goes, oh, you didn't like that? Okay, what about this? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got, a, you got an answer for that? What about this one? Mm-hmm. He saved the biggie for last. I'll give you all of this. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, okay, this is getting serious. I can't keep talking to you. 
you have to be riding down the road when Satan's whispering in your ear, and you finally got to go, you know what, enough. I'm not going to keep talking to you. And then what happens? He flees. Yes. Yes. The Bible says if you resist him, he will run. Yes. yes. If you continue to talk to him, he will stay. Right. So you continue the whole conversation. Oh, you're not this. You're, you're lazy. You're, you're, you're untalented. You know, you made a mistake. You know, you, you did the wrong thing. You know, and you're sitting there hearing all that. Nobody will want you. You're ugly. You're, you're stupid. And you keep hearing all that. And eventually you got to go, no, no. I'm going to keep talking to you. See, God doesn't talk that way. And I don't want that for in my life. So I know it's not God. I know right. it's not me. So who's left? Right. You right, you crying in the shower. <laughs> you good, good. <laughs> That's okay. Cry in the shower. You know, we can't see it, the water. <laughs> but when you get done crying in the shower, what were you crying about? Probably some lies. Amen. Probably something telling you this is wrong and that's wrong and this will never be and that will never happen. And then what happens? We get discouraged and we come out. We need to repent. Because I'm going to teach Bible whether it's 500 or 50. Amen. And we need to repent. I'm going to teach Bible if it's 5,000 or if it's five. Amen. Amen. I'll let God figure it out. So here it is. Satan is tempting Jesus. Jesus says, no, after he resists the conversation, you, you'll find out. After you resist the devil, you go, oh, okay, I'm done. Amen. And you will really just stop. You know what happens? The pressure, the satanic pressure leaves you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The Bible says, then the devil left him. And then after he leaves you, after you stand strong, then angels will come and they will minister to you. Amen. You know what they will do? Good job. You feel better, right? Yep, we didn't need that in our lives. Yep, God is really on the throne. And you know what? You're not that. And you are this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Angels help you repent. All right, you see that? Yep. Here's the thing, Auntie. Drop down to what, 17, I think? Mm -hmm. Read that one. From that time on, Jesus. From what time, Auntie? From the time when he resisted Satan, yeah. he had that. Him and Satan went head up. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of you haven't even met Satan. Thank God, you've met little demons or little, little. You know, you've met the little peons. Satan himself would be probably be too much for most of us. We've not, we've never really met Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan is really formidable. Mm -hmm. We've met little peons, little little henchmen. Satan himself. Well, Satan came through your wall, his head spinning around. You wouldn't survive. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he will put no more on you that you can bear. Yep. Satan goes, this is Jesus. I got to go get him myself. Because Satan knew that Jesus would crush the little peon. He would, mm -hmm. I got to go do this. Satan is very formidable. All right? Mm -hmm. So he says, from that time when he resisted Satan and he stayed on path, that's when Jesus began to preach. What did he preach? The first word is what? Repent. John the Baptist is paving the way for Jesus. What's the first thing he preached? Repent. Repent. Mm -hmm. When Jesus gathered the disciples up and said, listen, this is what we got to do. Go into the world and do what? Tell them to repent. Peter did his first sermon that changed hundreds of lives. After the Holy Spirit fell and Jesus went back, he goes, repent. Mm -hmm. You need to repent. I got, I've given you bad things to make you repent. I've given you good things to make you repent. Mm -hmm. You need to repent. repent. You need to, we need to change the way we think. Mm -hmm. We're so busy doing We're so caught up in stuff that don't matter. I, my, boy, my kids and people who are really close to me, really love me, I know I aggravate the heck out of them. Because <laughs> I'll be like, that don't matter. It does matter. <laughs> does it? I, I'm, I'm sorry, but it kind of don't to me. I'm, it doesn't matter. 
Some things just don't matter. It's just not that important. See, my mind is too far up to let that matter. That matters. Everybody's going crazy. What are we going to do on Thanksgiving? Well, I think I'm going to watch the parade with nobody there. <laughs> and then I'm going to watch the Lions lose. <laughs> and then I'll find something to eat. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's one year. This year is, oh. This year is shot. Just give it up. <laughs> don't try to salvage it. Don't, don't try to make good of it. It's done. It's toasted. Benico, finished. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set this mug on. You know what a mug is? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to set this mug on cruise. And I'm just going to get through it. Amen. I, I, and I'm going to get through it with joy in my heart, peace. Because you know what? I It's shot. It's shot. Stop. People are like, oh, my birthday. Forget your birthday. You're just getting old. You're just getting old. You're just another year closer to the grave. And then they go, oh, no, that is important. To you? You're 30. To me? I just, I'm just one more step closer to seeing the maker. <laughs> and you want me to be happy. Okay, I'm thankful. A lot of people didn't make it this long, but it's like, no, I'm not, no. No, it's so important. <laughs> to you? Really? Is that important? See, that to me, pray for me. That's not. My mind is just somewhere else. And it's like, okay, so Thanksgiving and Christmas. And here's the thing, guys. If there was none of these things available to you, such as money, food, presents, would you still have happy holidays? Amen. 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 I, hope, I hope so. We, said, we were on the way in. We heard the story of, these, uh, uh, of the soldiers that were German and Britain were fighting during World War I. And then on Christmas Eve, some German soldier got up and began to sing Silent Night. And then what happened with the British soldier, Hurdy, he got up and sang with them Silent Night. The soldiers put down their weapons, came together in the middle of the battlefield for one night of peace. Amen. That's the happy holiday. Amen. Set it on cruise. Repent. Repent is, oh, I'm so sinful. I'm so bad. I'm such a bad person. Lord, I just messed up. Can't mess. That's not repentance. That's whining. Amen. You want some cheese with that wine? <laughs> that, that's, just, that's just whining. That's just whining. He's whining. Just, shut up with all that. That's not repentance. No repentance is, I quit. You know what? I can't do it like that no more. Lord, I, I got to, I know, can't be thinking that way. I need you all to repent. Change your way of thinking. Because mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So how do we make it? Well, we make it because we are citizens of the kingdom. But what's the most important thing? Expansion. Mm -hmm. Botanical growth outside of us. Because the kingdom is like yeast. And it's like a seed, mustard seed, that when planted in the field, it produces a tree that birds can live in it. See, see, repentance is saying, Lord, my life is so centered on me. No more. Mm -hmm. but, but wait a minute, the world, that's all the world functions in. That's right. That's why we're different from the world. We've been called out. We've been set apart. We've been sanctified. Mm -hmm. we, we're on another path. We do it another way. Oh, that produces what? Peace. It produces just this nonchalant look at life. It doesn't mean you don't care. Mm -hmm. It just means that you're not affected as much. Amen. It just means that I can ignore that. That's so silly. I'm not going to participate now. It just, it just means that, you know what, Lord, no matter how it works out, no matter who's the president, no matter what they say about health care, no matter what, Lord, either you are real or you're real. The Hebrew boys did something amazing. They stood in front of a fiery furnace, and they opened the door, and it was so hot, it burnt the soldiers up. And they said, you know what, throw us in. Either God's going to save us or he won't. But you know what? He still would be God. Yes. The Bible says, though they slay me, yet would I trust you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't walk by what we
we see anyway? We don't. He says, "What you see, don't look at it. Look at what you don't see." Yeah. What I don't, I don't see the, a lot of money. I don't see a great situation. I see the snow. I see all these things. So why are you looking at that? Mm -hmm. Those things are temporary. Yeah. You need to concentrate on things that are eternal. Amen. Like what? My word is eternal. Yes. King and Meredith will never fall to the ground. Why? Because he's talented? Because he knows a little Bible? No. I trust. Amen. And Satan lies to me like he lies to you, but I just can hear it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're lying again. Okay, we're lying. Amen. Oh, you're such a liar. That might have worked, you know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. See, what happens when you trust God and when you repent, right? You build up stock. So when things happen good in your life and you repent, you have the bank account that when things happen bad in life, you can withdraw from the good and go, no, I reject this. Yeah, yeah it's bad right now, but I had too much good. Yeah. See, that's why he balances good repent, bad repent. Good repent builds up capital and trust in God. So when bad repent comes, you go, oh, no, see, I got a lot of good. So you got this in your bank account. Oh, this is really good Bible. Yes, it is. You got, so you got all this over here that's one good, and so when it's one thing bad, you go, eh, look at all this good. I'm just. <laughs> go get a recording of everybody teaching Bible around here tomorrow and compare it, I dare you. I work hard for this. Sacrifice everything for this crap. But that don't matter. You know why? It's fruitful. I actually do love you. I care about you. Amen. I'm not trying to build a great church or make my name great. I could have done that. I'm just trying to do the will of God. Amen. Amen. But this is what God is telling me. Kenan, I must see fruit. And I'm like, okay, let me keep that. Give me more time. I'm going to keep cultivating. I'm going to keep planting. I'm going to keep watering it. Lord, I'm telling you, we can, we can, we can do it. We can, fruit, I can get fruit out of this. I know I can. They told us no church would ever survive here. And we did. I, I can get fruit out of here. I promise you I can. I, the gardener, the man who owns the garden that says, man, I've been looking at this for 10 years. Father, I give you glory and praise, and I thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the true living God, and we trust in you. Lord, we don't care what the world may say. We don't care what our hearts may say. What we care, Lord, is what you say, and in your word is inside of us, and we understand that. And, Lord, we know that our prayers, they really are heard, but the first prayer we pray right now is we pray a fair prayer of repentance. That's the first prayer that God hears from people. God, that's the prayer that makes people go from a sinner to a child of God. The prayer of repentance. When I stood there on August 3rd, 1983, at a, at a tent revival in this little church in the middle of the city, and I realized something. I went, I am a sinner. Lord, I don't know nothing about this. I wasn't raised in church. I wasn't brought up in church. All I did was hear about church. But let me tell you something. I realized something. I am not worthy. For the first time, I'm so arrogant. I mean, I was a popular kid in high school. I, I did everything I wanted. I, I made people's life miserable. I had a bunch of fun, and I am I'm terrible. I, 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 for the first time, I realized I am not the captain of my faith. There's something directly wrong with me. Oh, you know what it is? I'm a sinner. So now you're telling me I can be saved by grace through faith. I'm in. Come into my life, change my life, make me, make me think differently, help me to repent. So now I got to wash away all these years of life that's just shaped me and formed me. I got to get rid of all the sin that's just made me how I am. I got to get rid of all the hereditary sin and all my racial sin based on where I was born, based on what ethnic background. See, all these things, Lord, I got to repent from all of it. I'm, all of it's got to be new. Oh, you said I got to be born again? I got to start over. Behold, all things become new. I got to take off the old man, put on the new man. That's what repentance is. 
So stop telling your relatives and your friends and your husbands and your sisters and your uncles and your brothers, your co-workers, your neighbors. Stop telling them what to do and get them to realize they need to repent. I am the gardener, and I'm going to keep cultivating, and I don't walk by what I see. And you know what? A lot of times this is what happens. Satan will make things go bad before they get good to make you give up. Mm -hmm. I think about Daniel who prayed 21 days. What if you gave up on day 19? First day, no result. Tenth day, no result. Fifteenth day, no result. Nineteenth day, no result. Twentieth day, no result. And day 21 was when the answer came. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. Pray all that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.